Okay, so I grew up in South Florida, uh, Fort Lauderdale area, and grew up um, not super popular, but I had a lot of friends. And but I grew up dating boys, 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 boys. Um, so I didn't come out until after college. I didn't even know. Um, it was just one of those things that happened, and um, kept it sort of a secret for a while. I told my sister probably I don't know maybe a couple months after I had been dating my first girlfriend, and she I mean she was shocked of course, but she was a good first gauge. I mean we've always been very very close. So I told her, and I sort of, where she was working at the time, it was like a, it was a bar slash pizza joint, and I would go in every so often to, to see her, and I went in one Saturday, and I was like, hey, I want to tell you something, and she's like, okay, M mind you, she's working right now, <laughs> so I, she like leans, I was like, I want to tell you, I want, I want to whisper in your ear, so she leans over, and I tell her, and she, she sort of stands back, and she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. So, and then she was the first person I told. And from there, you know, I didn't tell my mom, but she could gather. Um, you know, she, she, moms always know. They always know something's going on. So when I finally came to telling her, it was the D word, I'm disappointed, which was like the worst thing she could ever, I'm the youngest, so it was always very, I strive to please. So that was, that was really difficult, but she got over it. Um, she didn't like my first girlfriend a whole lot because she didn't like animals and I'm an animal lover. So that was just a big clash in and of itself. Um, but she, and then we broke up and I dated my second girlfriend, um, which is who I ended up actually ended up marrying. And that was another battle. So when I, when that came to be, she was very, very resistant. Um, I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, my dad passed away in a car accident when I was very young, so, I mean, she's an amazing, amazing person raising three kids on her own, but she's still, you know, she's 72 now, so she grew up, or she was born in 1945, so she's old school. So, I sort of expected it, but it was a very long, arduous um, sort of battle, and we went through with the wedding, and I told her, it's going to be beautiful, it's going to be great, you're going to see... And it was, but it was just wrong. Um, when I, when my girlfriend at the time proposed, um, again, my initial reaction was to say no, and I didn't for, and I, I still don't know to this day, I don't know if I just, I didn't want to hurt her feelings, or I thought, well, maybe I am, but I had already started feeling before she'd asked me that I didn't know if this was right. I think I had, feel like I was sort of one foot out of the relationship and then we got engaged and um, it became all about the wedding. So it was all about the wedding and you know as a typical girl you know I went the dress and the flowers and then I had my mom on the side too. I had to prove her wrong. I'm the type of person where you tell me I can't do something and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you yes I can. I will show you that I can. So um, yeah it, it sort of turned into this whole Thing. and it was beautiful at the time but it did not last and I was not happy and I found myself interested in somebody else and I'm a very very loyal person which was difficult um, I've never cheated on anybody before and I did I did and it was very bad it was just bad all around and, and I am the first person to tell you that karma is real 
Karma is a bitch, as everybody knows, um, but it is very, very real, and I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Um, so I'm grateful for the experience of of that, and I think a lot of um, you know gay and lesbian couples nowadays, or even when when marriage became legal, were just like, I want to get married because I can. And I think a lot of, and this goes for even um, straight couples as well, that I think a lot of people go into it not knowing what marriage really is. Um, so it's to me, it's very more very important that people understand what they're getting into and that they're truly ready to dedicate their lives and and share their life in every aspect of that word with somebody else. So I think you know, as a lesbian um, in the Tampa Bay area, I think it's great. I think that there is a lot that the cities offer, both St. Pete and Tampa, is very welcoming. Um, you don't ever have to be, you know, afraid to hold hands, you know, walk down the street or, you know, be affectionate in public. Um, but I think a lot of the same issues were, you know, getting married and getting divorced too quickly or raising kids, it's it's still the same. It's still the same at the end of the day. It's it's two people trying to find their way and share their life together, you know. So it's it's still a lot of the same issues. But that was basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> and my my past, so to speak. But um since you had dated boys before, or mm -hmm. men, mm -hmm. how we No, they were boys at the time. They were boys. What, is, what was the difference between dating boys and dating um, women? Was there any major differences, or was it all kind of the same relationship stuff? Um, a, a lot of it is the same, but at the same time, I mean, when you date a male, it's very... Um, because you're just so you're opposite so there's not a lot of commonalities I feel like and looking back on those previous relationships it was all I felt very much trying to be pretty um, it was very superficial whereas when you're trying to be more attracted to a female it's you know what are the cool things that you do or what's interesting about you it's it's not so superficial um, so that's the biggest difference that comes to mind for me um, in terms of dating different or dating the two sexes. It's just been quite a while since I dated a, a man, but thinking back on it, um, that's really the biggest that's the, the biggest difference when that, that initial attraction when you're first starting to date, it's you know it's look at me physically versus look at me as, as a person. So it's, that's my experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> so having common femininity just makes it a little easier altogether. Right, right. Because you're like, you're like, okay, I'm past that. Like, mm -hmm. and there's there's still, of course, physical attraction, but you're not you're not worried about a lot of the stupid stuff that you are with with guys and, and trying to impress guys. So, is the competition aspect still there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's funny too. I mean, depending on. And even when you're just, and because it's still a straight world, so, and even when my girlfriend and I, we go out now, if you see another lesbian, you're like, lesbian. And it's just because, it, I don't know, it's just that sort of bonding thing, like, hey, we're not alone in this restaurant or this bar, it's just, I mean, and not not judging, but just sort of, just sort of seeing 
how they might be similar to me or her or you know just just being comfortable or feeling comfortable and i think part of that too is for me at least um because i was adopted so i didn't have and until most recently like it was probably a couple months ago i didn't know what my nationality was so for the longest time i'm like well shit, i feel asian today so i'm gonna be asian it was just sort of like whatever i didn't have a place to fit in so you know being in that that lesbian category so you know you have all these categories and the lesbian category you know knowing it fit into that even now it's just sort of fun sometimes like oh there's a fellow lesbian over there you know it's just it's just a, a bonding kind of thing so even if you don't talk to each other but the competition the competition wise it's still there for sure if you go into a bar and you're single I mean and there's like a hot lesbian especially if it's a new lesbian in town because we pretty much all know each other even if you don't hang out in the same groups we still know of each other through Facebook and things like that so when you know that there's a new girl that's moved to town or something like that um, there's definitely sort of vultures <laughs> so yeah so does that mean the gay community is better connected with itself than the straight community is as far as interpersonal relationships because uh, well it's smaller so in by, there's definitely lesbian drama. Lesbian drama is real, but there's there's gay boy drama as well. But it's very clicky. There's different groups. But I mean, I'm sure that happens, you know, in the straight community as well. You know, everybody has these different groups, and I, I don't know every lesbian in town by any means, but I know quite a few. And and even if I don't know them, if I see them out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's so and so. Um, so I think there's still there's still the same drama in both groups. Um, but the, the gay community is definitely more interconnected, for sure. Uh, what are some of the stereotypes that you're kind of worn out of that aren't real, that are kind of mythical, that the straight people have for the gay community? Well, a lot of them are pretty real. I mean, there's, there's, you have, well, what I like to call hardcore lesbians. So those are... Um, ones that look more like me. Right. <laughs> the more masculine, masculine ones, um, more or butch. Um, there's what I like to call tweeners. <laughs> so that's sort of where I made up for myself. But so they're sort of in the middle of the spectrum. So you've got your your very very butch or you know Goldike um, lesbians, and then you have your very you know feminine ones like myself or lipstick lesbians. And then you have what I like to call tweeners, so or sporting. Um, so they're in the middle. So they're not super, you know, masculine, masculine, but they're not super feminine. They're just somewhere in the middle, which is. And I've dated all over the spectrum, which, in my preference, I prefer tweeners. What is which is which is what I've discovered. So. <laughs> What's the what attracts you to the tweeners? I think it's just sort of that middle of the road, you know, like. And not to say that there's not, there are both very, there's a ton of attractive features on all ends of the spectrum or all, all areas of the spectrum. There's very masculine um, lesbians that I find attractive. There's very feminine ones. Um, but over, but long term, it's just not something that, that I'm attracted to long term. Um, but I don't know something about the the tweeners or the middle of the road. There's just they're feminine enough and just you know a little bit boyish or masculine enough. Um, and it's just sort of like um, uh, what's 
what's the porridge story? Is that right? No, that little red riding hood. Um, Goldilocks. Goldilocks. It's like Goldilocks. It's like it's just just the right amount. <laughs> just the right amount. So uh, when you did finally start to figure out that you were a lesbian, when what was that catalyst that kind of set that off? It was actually it was my first girlfriend. I you know, and I had no I knew that she was gay. Um, and I had I had kissed a girl before. It was all sort of like in fun, but it was not I mean that was it. And then and that was couple years prior um, to her and then one night we were just hanging out because it was when I first worked it was my first job after college and there was a group of us that always hang out and um, we always go to happy hour on Fridays and so one happy hour we're just sitting there and she puts her hand on my leg like underneath the table and I'm like and, you know I, I gotta pretend like you know waist up like no there's nothing going on meanwhile I'm like oh my god her hands on my leg like what what's ha what's happening do I like this what's going on? you know so all the like 20 million questions rushed through my head and but I'm like oh I think I do like this so it sort of went from there it was just like all right well we're gonna sort of get on this roller coaster and see what happens so it, it that was that was catalyst um there wasn't anything I wasn't sitting alone and, and it dawned on me like hey I'm gay no like somebody sort of like pushed it onto me, but it wasn't, I mean, I could have very well, if I didn't like it, I would have been like, what are you doing? You know, like she knew and she, she had asked before, like, are you straight, straight? I'm like, yeah. But it wasn't until that happened where I'm like, huh, no, I think I do like this. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so you never, you would never think about going back to a no. straight relationship. This is no, and I love. I mean, I th I have a huge appreciation for men. There's still tons of men that I find highly attractive, but it's not that. It's just something about being with a woman. So it's what you were. It was what you were used to, just dating a man. Then when this other thing came around, you're like, "This is really what I want." Right. It's just much softer. It's much. You. I feel like you can be much more real. Um, and it's just the relatability factor uh, that that I really find attractive. Um, and and there was never I didn't have any sort of experience when I was younger. I wasn't abused or anything like that. So um, and you know thankfully I was never in that situation in college where unfortunately so many young women are right now where they get um, raped or anything like that. It was nothing like that. It's just it's it's comfortable it's nice it's it's much and i'm not talking about like physically but just like softer everything about it is just it's very very different um and again just that relatability factor just plays a huge role in that so uh since you came out as an adult so you really haven't had to deal with any bullying at all have you or have you encountered any of that as an adult no i'm trying to think i did encounter actually um when i was with a man because um, I was, I'm clearly lighter, mm -hmm. and a uh, man that, or a guy, I'm going to say man because he was not a man, but a guy that I was dating in college, um, he lived in New York, and, you know, sort of the racism uh, card or, or aspect sort of played into that, but I'm trying to think, um, since dating a woman, I really, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I've gotten stares before, but I think it's much more um, acceptable with a tweener so to speak or if it's two feminine lesbians which is not the reason why I'm not you know attracted or want to be in a relationship with you with somebody that's more um, masculine it's just um, 
I did notice that with my first girlfriend, there was a lot of times stares, um, big time. Um, but there was never an incident in particular that I can recall where there was like discrimination. But there is, you get looks, you get you get looks for sure. Um, but nothing directly, which is which is good because I'm not the type of person to really hold my tongue. So I'd probably be in jail right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> so physical attractiveness kind of gives itself a little bit. Society gives that a pass mm -hmm. when it comes to lesbian couples, whereas it's it, much more acceptable if you are both feminine, much more acceptable, or at least you know a tween. Socially acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, completely, completely, because they. And I think, especially from the male aspect, they find it um, intimidating um, and almost, I don't know, disrespectful or something if you are with a more masculine woman. Um, because they're almost like, well, why not just be with a man? You know, and they, they just find that very threatening. Mm -hmm. So they're much more likely to, you know, say things. Or I mean, I've had friends. I haven't had, you know, incidents myself, but I have had friends who you know, gone into women's restrooms and they get looks or get things said to them because they have a very, very short haircut and, you know, next to nothing boobs or, you know, just dressed, you know, more masculine and which is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. So it's just men think masculinity is under a, an attack because right. a man is, or a woman is taking a man's place in what they consider a traditional relationship. Right. That definitely seems to, it definitely seems to be that way. And not, not all men, by mm -hmm. no means, but the instances where I've seen, you know, my friends have, you know, has had things said to them or even, you know, lesbians that I don't know, just the way that, you know, people react towards them, um, especially when they're by themselves, too. I mean, some, if I walked down the street, nobody would have any idea. Mm -hmm. Nobody would know. They would just assume I'm straight. And mm -hmm. people do all the time. Like, oh, well, hey, you're your husband or your boyfriend. I have that said to me all the time. So, whereas, like, you know, somebody that's more uh, masculine, they, you know, they might get the looks or the, you know, just nasty things said to them. And thankfully here, again, in the Tampa Bay area, that's, it's very, very, very rare. Um, but not to say it doesn't ever happen, mm -hmm. but it is more rare. How often do people give you that whole, you're gay kind of surprise thing? Oh, Based yeah. on your, your personality oh, yeah. and your appearance? No, it's happened quite a bit, quite a bit. And I'm like, yeah. And a lot of times, and not that I shy away from saying it, mm -hmm. um, but strange, like if, if I'm in a store or something, or if, if somebody I don't know, you know, says it in passing, I just don't have the time or the energy to correct them or really mm -hmm. say anything different. Um, but, you know, if it's somebody I'm meeting for the first time or somebody that, you know, I work with, I will say, well, actually, my girlfriend, and, you know, I'll get the, oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, which is nice too. I'm very happy that that does happen sometimes because it changes their mindset. They just think, I think a lot of people just have the stereotypical butch lesbian in their mind mm -hmm. when there's plenty of lesbians out there that look like me. Mm -hmm. Like they, it's not just the masculine um, women that, that should define a lesbian. Uh, I'll actually cut in here and my audio will be in this part because I want to share the story with Stephanie. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there were there were two times when we worked together yeah. that people were surprised. Yeah. But not when you were in front of me when when like we were talking. Right, right, like, right. Oh like, yeah. Did you know Stephanie's gay? I said, okay. Yeah. And then someone else would be talking to me about saying, Well, do you know if she's single or not? I'm like, 
no, I think she's with somebody, and I don't think it would matter anyway. <laughs> and he said, why not? Because she's gay. She's gay? Yeah, yeah. I was like, like, oh. uh, she's standing right there. No, I mean, like, but that's the thing, people, again, people have this, this idea of a butch lesbian in their head, like completely. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I, I love the idea of being able to sort of break that mold sometimes. Mm -hmm. And anytime I do, like, blow somebody's mind, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> mind blown. Like, what the fuck? Misty's actually back if you want it. Hey, babe. She can't hear me. Go knock on the door. All right. Okay. Well, since I don't have any, oh, I gotta do my audio clip. <laughs> Your audio clip. <laughs> um, uh, I really don't know what to ask. So, um, um how did you two meet? Oh, I'm so glad you started with that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, just mutual friends, mutual friends because basically. our community is very small mm -hmm. um, so basically it's like six degrees of separation with lesbians that are actually dateable so which is what I was saying earlier where you know if, if a new lesbian comes into town or you know something that somebody you, we know if it's somebody new even if we don't know all the lesbians, we still know of them. So if there's somebody new, we immediately know. Um, but yeah, we met through mutual friends. So, so are you familiar with the term um, Eskimo brother? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because our community is so small, we would go down this road. Um, I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. I don't know if this is inappropriate. No. Okay, so. So it's not So we're Eskimo sisters. We're Eskimo sisters. Okay. And this is the first time I'm actually girlfriends with somebody that I'm Eskimo sisters with. So the term Eskimo brothers is usually how you would hear it. It just means like, you know, if you and your buddy slept with the same girl, then mm. you two are Eskimo brothers. Uh, so, because our community is so small, same, 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 so we're, this, yeah, so there's a lot of Eskimo sisters in the lesbian community, and 
I'm, uh, this Unfortunately, is, we are. Yeah. yeah. This so, is um, the first time because our community is so small, but yeah. So, yeah. So, we met by mutual friends. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, somebody who is very butch or masculine, I think a lot of guys view that as a threat. And why would you, somebody who's, you know, very feminine and, you know, why would you choose to be with somebody who's, who's very masculine? So I think they just sort of view it as a threat. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's a lot of times where the negative stuff comes from. I tend to get along very well with straight guys, um, because to them, I'm like the best of both worlds because I'm just, like I said, just girly enough and just feminine looking enough, but yet I can sit there and talk sports and home improvement and all the dude conversations. So they, they love it. Like I have a lot of really good friends that are, that are guys that, you know, so yeah, I think we don't struggle with a lot of the social stigma that comes along with mm-hmm. being gay. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very it's very unfortunate for you know our friends and and those people that we know that are very um, masculine or butch or very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. It's very sad and um, unfortunate that they do get stigmatized and treated so differently just because of who they are and who they're and how they're comfortable being. Mm-hmm. Do you, does the stigma come more from masculinity from men or does it come kind of equal between men and women that are straight? Um, I don't know. I think it's a lot of times just generational mm-hmm. and, you know, just older people, whether it's male or female, the stares or the weird looks just from older people in general. And that's good. The population of Florida is heavily stacked on right. that side. So. Right, a little but, bit. But a little thankfully, bit. you know, Tampa Bay, it's it's especially St. Pete, it's much much more gay friendly. Um, it's no longer really God's waiting room like they used to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fortunately, we're not dealing with that as much anymore. The um, downtown areas are becoming much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really no problems in terms of being yourself. So it's nice. You see more gay seniors? Sometimes, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with gay men, though. You'll see in, in St. Pete, the older gay men, money. They have lots of money. And then they have their younger boy Boys. toys sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's what you see a lot. But then you also see older lesbians as well. A lot of times in Gulfport. <laughs> Yeah. Gulfport is usually the scene. They usually stand out pretty well, the way they're dressed. Or how, how, do you, how do you spot an oh, older yeah. lesbian? Oh, just, simply if it, just if by... she's just on her own. Yeah. What are the signs? Well, I mean, she just... She's probably got a tank top on with a sports bra. <laughs> right. Never a real bra. Sports bra. Um, she's probably got some form of cargo shorts on. Um, and depending on if she... Did her hair, maybe a hat, but it's usually going to be spiked. Yeah. Yeah. If she went. Yeah. Or just so. short. And again, not to say, and, and we say it completely out of love, just because we, we know. And, and I think that's where a lot of the stereotypes come from. And not that they're, they're not wrong. It's yeah. just I think that people don't take the time to understand who the person is. I mean, same, you could, you could generalize any sort of group. You know, um, so I think the the stereotypes do fit the bill a lot of times, um, but it's it's again it's nice to sort of break that mold um, from my perspective, just because I am more feminine, and you know, letting them know that it's not just all butch lesbians. You know, there's plenty of feminine re- lesbians walking around. You'd never know. You would never know. Uh, as far as. Uh... 
St. Pete's pretty well known for its pride parade. Um, I was doing a interview with a conservative uh, veteran where he was kind of like, I, I want them to have their rights and get married. I just don't like it when they throw it in my face. Mm -hmm. Personally, on myself, I don't care. I think it's a fun time, and I'm a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's kind of like, I don't care what you do as long as you keep it to yourself. Do you think that's really fair for a group that has been kind of persecuted through, well, through history? To... We don't get mad when we see straight couples kissing in front of us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of the same, same. And as far as the parade, if that's the issue, because, yes, we'll be the first ones to say that the parade gets a little crazy. And, of course, you're going to see people out there in body paint and glitter and nothing else and they're gonna be crazy and all over the place um but then that just goes like so where does that stop because you know what there are other parades that celebrate culture and groups that happen in downtown St. Pete that are very much you know approved of mm -hmm. so why would gay pride be any different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it, and, and not to, I mean, you're, you're comparing and it is different in some ways, but just like with the black community, you know, back in the sixties, um, and seventies or the fifties and sixties really rather that, you know, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to keep everything segregated. You still have your own stuff. You know what I mean? You're, you're free to do what you want, but it's still the same mentality of, well, just don't throw it in my face. And it's, it's, it's separate, but equal or, you know what I mean? So I think in that regard, it's, it's really not fair. Um, and I think it's, it's something to where you can't say, oh, well, they're right. They're free to do what they want, but not really. So, but I don't want to see it. So right. you can do what you want behind closed doors and I'm all for it, but don't walk down the street and hold your girlfriend's hand, mm -hmm. you know? Do you see that kind of mentality just kind of dying out over time, or is there going to be a force that's always going to perpetuate that, us versus them? Well, I mean, I think the way you're raised has a ton to do with it, so I don't think, I think it's going to be a long time till that's eradicated altogether. But it's definitely, you know, died down tremendously, mm -hmm. um, even from the 90s. Um, so it's it's... Well, it depends where you live, too, because St. Pete is great. Right. You go to we Polk County. We don't care. You know, exactly. I or, mean, we have a cabin up in Blairsville, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I'm not walking near her and holding her hand up there. Let alone, plus I'm brown. <laughs> you so. know, yeah. There's, uh, I've got like, a lot. I don't There's... know you. Get your own cart, right. you know, like, no, <laughs> but it's true. There's, there's a lot. Of, we got a lot of factors going on here. You know, we, we do have, we have the brown. Um, we check a lot of boxes. Yeah, the brown, the lesbians, and so it's, it's, yeah. yeah. You think you would have a much easier time if you both were just pasty white and... No. No, <laughs> no I mean, in terms of the gay community or, you know, just being gay in, in America, I think you still have issues regardless, but... I mean, if we were to go to a more remote part of the country, I mean, it would definitely be doubled mm -hmm. because I am, you know, not white mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, but here I don't feel like no. that at all. Mm -hmm. If anything, um, if anything, I feel like we actually, because she isn't white, um, I don't know, sometimes if we go somewhere and there's, you know, African-American people around or whatever, I feel like they actually 
I'm more comfortable. I feel like they don't, I feel like they would probably have more of an issue if we were both white, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But. I mean, not always, because a lot of, I mean, it, again, it depends on the person because there are plenty of African-American people that, you know, have no problem with, um, you know, a, a black person dating a white person. But then on the other hand, there are. So it really sort of depends um, on the person themselves. But, yeah. Is there anything in the Tampa Bay area you'd like to see improve or change to accommodate the gay community? I don't think so. I mean, it's really, if there, and if there's anybody that's, you know, struggling with how their family is being towards them or just looking for another gay friendly place that's not a super urban, you know, area like, you know, New York or anything like that. I mean, this is a great place to be. It's very comfortable, very open, um, and you never hear about any, you know, issues um with the way that gays are treated at least in again the tampa bay and st or tampa bay area um not more north i mean again you get into the more rural areas um you know you might have some of that but typically speaking there are no issues so we love it i don't think there's anything that well i think for me one thing that i, I so being a former teacher um and i you know for me, what I think would be awesome, not just for here, but anywhere, um, you know, I was a teacher in an elementary school and every single story I read to my kids, everything that we did always portrayed the typical male-female relationships like, oh, mom and dad did this with their family today. You know, every storyline centered around that. Um, I think that it would be great if, you know, you could start incorporating some of these books that are being read that are, that are, you know, the, the county tells you what you're teaching, what books you're reading. It would be great if some of those books actually did a better job of, um, you know, like exposing, parents. exposing kids when they're younger, when they're in mm -hmm. elementary school to not just same sex couples, but, um, you know, multiracial, anything, anything that is reality. Single parents. Yeah, single parents, all of that stuff, you know, because especially when they're young, because then they're being exposed to it. It's not going to be something that when they see it out on the street, they're going to be so confused. Mm -hmm. um, or, you just know, ha or just have that bias, especially because, again, it's all about how you're raised. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you're raised to hate gays or any other race or religion or anything like that, you know, if they know nothing about it, you know, especially in school, they're not being taught about these other groups in school mm -hmm. and to be comfortable with them and, and to be accepting, then it's just going to continue to create more I problems. I mean, you know, we used to teach just character traits, um, you know, tolerance being one of them. And that's great. We can talk about it. But I think that if you actually showed more of that it would really kind of help because you can talk about it all you want um but if they're never seeing what the normal stuff you know if everything that they're seeing in school is the the normal family with male female and you know both same race you know whether it be african-american couple or white i mean that's just not how the world is and where i was teaching you know is um 
You know, no, it's no, an no. inner city school. It's a rough school. Those kids probably have never been to even Tampa. They're not getting out. They're not getting that exposure. They're not getting that outside background of their knowledge own community. outside of, they just know where they live. And that's what they see. So, um, I mean, so for me, that's one thing that, like I said, I would love to see change is that being inc- incorporated more into educational curriculum without everybody losing their minds over mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, if <laughs> I read a story to my kids and it had two women and they, you know, the kids went home and was like, Mommy, we heard this story today. It was great. And this kid had two mommies. <laughs> I'm going to get a phone call. Yeah. I'm going to get a phone call from the parent. I'm probably going to get a phone call from a principal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just being a former teacher, that would be great if our community could kind of look at some things differently when it comes to education. Would it be more up to just the school board or the county itself saying, you are going to teach this, we'll take care of the backlash, or are they so afraid of the backlash that they don't want to take any action at all? I think it's more the latter, probably. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably they're afraid of the backlash. I, I mean, the county has no problem saying, hey, you're teaching this lesson with this book on this day. It is all planned out for teachers. So why, I mean, so they obviously don't have a problem saying, hey, you're teaching this. This is Mm -hmm. what you're reading today. I don't think they'll ever, I mean, I don't, I think that if they were to say, hey, you're teaching this, I think there would be a lot of backlash. It's outside of the social norm, too. I mean, you're, you're going against the social norm and what, you know, then you bring your religion into it and what, you know, people's thoughts are. So it's just, they want to, you know, keep church and state separate, which, you know, doesn't even really happen anyways. But so clearly that's, I just, I think they're going to, they would be very, very reluctant to do so because of the cultural norms, the, the religiousness, um, aspects that get brought into it. And I mean, they would have a ton of parents obeying calling them saying, I don't want my child to, to hear a story about a gay couple with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen. It's just when when would it finally be something that, okay, the school board would say, all right, you know what, we're doing this and we don't care because it's life. Mm-hmm. Are they waiting until maybe the, since the majority is the straight students, are they waiting for that to change in a way where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, now this is... This is a thing you can't ignore. Right. You have to. You have to get these kids socially ready for this subject. Mm-hmm. You, when is that? When's that pendulum gonna swing? And I don't know. Change is gonna have to be made. I don't know when that would and, happen. You know, I did see something um, on Facebook. Uh, the best source of information, <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> but you know, I'm, well, I have been out of the classroom for you know a year and a half. So I did see something that um, a friend of mine posted. And it had to do with that subject of, and I can't completely recall um, what they called it, but uh, I feel like it had something to do with like a unicorn or a bear or whatever. But the, <laughs> but at the end, it was like a feelings unicorn or something along those lines. I'm, I could be wrong on what animal, but basically this was being presented in classrooms about, um, and it addressed the issue of transgender um, students or people and it had the students where they could actually say you know I feel like 
a boy, even if, so you didn't, regardless of, you know, if you're male or female, you could actually, you know, pick on this, we're going to call it a unicorn, um, on this unicorn and say, okay, well, you know what? I feel like a boy or, you know, I identify with this because it was trying to show that, you know, there are differences and, and trying to identify what those kids are feeling and how they feel inside mm-hmm. as opposed to how they look outside. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you that there was at least two, it was posted twice on my Facebook page about people that were absolutely outraged that they're like, I don't want my child to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, one was sadly a childhood friend that I've known since second grade um, who's, you know, gotten back into church and she was just outraged that her child or they were teaching this in school. So, I mean, it sounds like there are some things that they've tried to do, but you can, mm-hmm. you know, it's so, yeah, I think there's just going to be a lot, a huge outcry. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as gender identity is concerned, is it really, is it something that really should be taught in school or should it be something that the parents should address with their children directly? That way they have that they have that support. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's such a hot topic. I it really know is. How to it. Yeah. I, but I think it's just like sex. They have sex education, mm-hmm. and I think it's a dual responsibility of the mm-hmm. school because they're spending a shit ton of time at school. So, you know, and I don't even know the percentage. I mean, how much time would you say? Of the, I mean, they're spending, what, eight hours at school? How long um, is I would like say hours six hours. But, yeah, I mean, they're spending a good chunk of their life, you know, as a child in school. So mm-hmm. the school should take a responsibility, but then the parent as well, whether it's transgender uh, topics, gay, being gay or lesbian, um, sex, just sex education in general. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is, I think the school and the parents have a dual responsibility in that regards. And I think a lot of, right now the hot topic is transgender, but I think there's way more kids dealing with, you know, um, sexual identity um, issues that aren't being addressed that that should be and that doesn't that doesn't get addressed either though no and I mean you know with school the reality is yes it should be included in my opinion it should be included in those sex ed classes or you know mm-hmm. those those lessons that your guidance counselors come around to do I think that yeah there should be a letter or something going to the parents to say hey just like for the sex ed class mm-hmm. it goes in fifth grade you know they send letters home to the parents and say, hey, this week, this is what we're going over. You're more than welcome to come in and sit in on the lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is, though, is if the school doesn't do it, some parents will talk to their kids about it. Most won't. Mm-hmm. A lot won't. Um, so then it just becomes one of those things where now you have a student or a child growing up with no exposure to any of that, doesn't even know, have a clue, and then one day may see it and not know how to handle it and may have a bad reaction to it. So, yeah, it's definitely on both. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's something parents should be talking to their kids about, but the Mm -hmm. reality is they don't. Not all of them, you know. It's uncomfortable. Who wants to have that talk? Let my dad try to talk to me about a transgender person. (laughs) Even right now, I don't want to have that conversation with my father. No, thank you. <laughs> so I get it, but I mean, it's, it's again, it's that exposure. Necessary evil, you know, you have but to do it. I think where it becomes even more complex, though, is that now we have certain groups that are saying, well, there's more than just the two genders. Now there's 
a lot. Right. So that may come as a, I know there's men and there's women. Why are you trying to tell me to memorize a thousand different terms when mm-hmm. I know pretty much who I'm talking to? Right. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that kind of maybe that one of those things where people are just like, I don't know if I really even want to get into this because it seems mm-hmm. like a can of worms. I, yeah, I, think, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think you, you start, Start yeah, you start small. It's a step at a time, you know, and as as any sort of social um, aspect evolves, you know, then you take on more, you know, as it evolves or, you know, more classifications are are determined. But you, know, you got to You got to start small, but you got to start someplace. And that's the important. I part. think there just needs to be an awareness mm-hmm. of, hey, this does exist. You know, not everybody you fits into this one category and physically. They are a male. However, mm-hmm. what they feel inside, sweating. <laughs> well, you know, what they feel, um, no, it's just me being nervous. <laughs> uh, however, who they identify with, you know, with their feelings, I just touched my mic, sorry. Um, sorry. You know, could be different than what they look like. Because I'll be the first one to tell you, and if you saw that collage that my mother put together, Misty of the Gay Years, <laughs> I, growing up, um, you know, I had long, beautiful hair until about, I don't know, four. And then I cut that shit off right up here and I gave myself a mullet. I left it in the back. <laughs> Business up front, party in the back. And I mean, I would tell you, and my parents would tell you from the beginning, I hated being in dresses. I was outside playing sports and in the dirt all the time. I very much identified more with being a boy. I had two neighbors mm-hmm. that were boys, and you would have thought I was, I mean, I was actually more athletic and probably, you know, definitely more. I mean, one of them was a very sensitive guy. I mean, <laughs> I was probably more of a boy than he was, you know, and it's like I knew all along, like I, I grew up and I identified more with. You know, the term then was, oh, I was a tomboy. Yeah, I definitely was. I wanted to play sports. I didn't want to play with dolls. I had G.I. Joe. You know, (laughs) I had army stuff. You know, I would play with my friends. We'd go build forts. So I did, you know, I was very into sports, and I have been, and that's where I was comfortable. So I'm not saying by any means I wanted to be a boy or change my body to be a boy, but I definitely understand Mm -hmm. there are different levels and I identified more with, you know, what the boys were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, there's definitely, like you said, there's a million different, it's a spectrum, and but there at least needs to be some kind of awareness mm-hmm. that, hey, this does exist. And, and a, a platform for them to either express themselves or talk to somebody or just know that how they are as a person is okay. Is social media helping that or hindering that by... I think for young kids, it's, I I would hate to be young right now in terms of social media, especially as a female with, I mean, just the constant, I mean, I just see it. I don't go on YouTube a whole lot, but the makeup tutorials and you should look this way and just, it's very, there's just so much thrown at them and it's a complete overload. So I think in terms of social media, um, hindering, uh, young people, and, and young adults, I think it can be very, very damaging. Um, but I mean, there are those uplifting um, videos and and you know inspirational um, 
either videos or um, articles that they do have access to, whereas back in the day they didn't, so they were very shut off. So there was not anything that they could even look up, like, is anybody else experiencing this? Is there anybody else like me? So there is that a very great benefit in that regard of being able to connect with other people similar to them or, or read about things or have access to different resources that you wouldn't have in the past. Um, but at the same time, I think there is also a very, a lot of pressure and especially in terms of bullying, um, and, and with social media, it's so easy and the ease of access to just destroy somebody verbally that you don't even know mm-hmm. is, um, very disturbing. In some aspects of that, it looks like the, the shift for the bullying is actually kind of flipping around mm-hmm. where the, the social justice warriors are now becoming the bullies towards the, the cis white male mm-hmm. saying that you are inherently bad mm-hmm. do you feel that that there's anyone inherently bad to begin with or is that all just a product of it's a product of your environment but I mean it's sort of they're mutually exclusive they're not mutually exclusive but basically you know if your rage you can be inherently bad if you're raised that way mm-hmm. I mean there could be an inherently bad two-year-old because of the way that they were raised mm-hmm. now I mean we could go down the road of you know psychological aspects and you know mental um, disorders and, and diseases that maybe run in the family but typically speaking the way you're raised is is how you're gonna be mm-hmm. you know and of course you have a lot of um, social aspects and and friends and things like that that influence how you are as a person but inherently how you're raised that's when you're when you're in those certain decisions and you're those certain situations you have to make certain decisions how you were raised is what you're going to fall back on so as as a person is what i believe oh when either of you encounter people if you do at all i mean i'm pretty sure it's rare that you encounter people that don't agree with your choices or your lifestyle but mm-hmm. are still willing to have an, a debate about it mm-hmm. or talk civilly mm-hmm. is that is that more constructive than just flat out and ignoring people that are that have an opposite opinion of you i think it's more constructive i mean because there's always that chance that again if you can have a civilized conversation with mm-hmm. somebody um you know there's that's not ever a bad thing right um and you know maybe if that's somebody that's never had a conversation with a gay person or a lesbian maybe they something you said or or just them getting to know you and it's like oh you're not like this big bad gay lesbian person that i have in my mind you're actually just a person mm-hmm. um so i think yeah anytime you can have a a constructive conversation with somebody about it it's great cuz i it's again it's just they may not have ever they just may not know, mm-hmm. you know, and they see things or they see whatever and they have their opinions formed, but these opinions may be formed on things that aren't reality. You I think know? it's important for both parties to have an open mind, though. So, you know, they the, the, the person that may be stigmatized has to have an open mind that, okay, this person's here to listen to me, but then that other person um, also needs to be receptive to what that stigmatized person is saying. Keep that open mind, so... <laughs> we live close to a busy street. <laughs> it just seems traffic picked up. With I know, right? Yeah. That's, I don't think it's picking up on the mic, but um, I 
think that's probably about it. I don't really have any other questions, but if there's anything that you'd like to just talk about to yeah, I think I rambled. Is where mm-hmm. it's kind of the focus of this because I feel that social media personally is becoming very toxic. Mm-hmm. And it may be a little biased on my side, but I think it's becoming more toxic towards people like me. Mm-hmm. Just people are saying, well, you're white, you're straight, so you're bad. Right. Right. Come the fuck on. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. And that's, and that's just as ridiculous as somebody, you know, saying, oh, that you're gay, you know, you're bad, you're a pedophile or whatever. You know, that's just as bad. You cannot judge somebody just based on their, their color, their religion, their race, anything like that. It's who they are as a person. But, I mean, unfortunately, there's, I think there's always just going to be that stigma. And, and you're probably right. I mean, social media isn't really helping with that i think sometimes it does but sometimes it doesn't but ultimately it goes back to who you are inherently as a person um because not too much is going to sway you you know whether it's political shit or anything else it's what you ultimately believe in so should we try to coach people more in having actual real life social interactions and way more away towards facebook or away from facebook Right. To try to help these relations. Right. It seems like that's where your divide is. You right. Know. Well, I mean, people and people are comfortable, you know, behind a keyboard, behind a, a screen, you know, so they're they're free to say whatever they want. Um, whereas, you know, when you put if it, let's say that it was, you know, a, a gay person and, and somebody straight, um, that person, that straight person is going to have a lot less courage, I think, to say what they think to that person's face um and then also just knowing them as just as a person i think people just want to see what they see and they don't they they are so quickly to forget or so quick to forget that we're all fucking human we're all human we all have a story and we are much more alike than we think to one another so yeah i mean i feel like unfortunately will there ever be a time that there's not, you know, people have these feelings about gay people and these feelings about transgender people or, you know, or race African, or whatever. Yeah, you know, racism or even, you know, the white male Muslims, privilege. But Muslims, um, you know, being Muslim or, I feel or like Jewish or anything. Always, unfortunately, going to be that on mm-hmm. some level. I mean, I would hope that it continues to improve as because it has, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I think there's always going to be some... I think the level. way, the best way to, you know, combat that is to, just like we were talking before, the willingness, the willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for work, whether it's for personal relationships, whether it's for just you as a person, having a willingness to learn about, um, you know, ways to be better at work or, you know, other races or other religions or other countries, um, places to see, just getting outside of your own bubble and your own community as much as possible to expose yourself to those different types of people and different surroundings is the best way to learn. And you're not going to do that through Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to do that through any social media, even just Googling whatever. You have to get out there, get out there, even if it's the next town over. Um, just get out there and talk to people and just just be human. 
don't mind the five alarm flock <laughs> fire that's obviously going right. down somewhere. Really? Yeah, because the, the mental hospital was right across Ooh. the street, and then Largo Medical yeah, yeah, was right yeah. down the road, so it was nonsense. Yeah. And the yeah. retirement community was right around oh, the corner. Oh, God. Forget about <laughs> it. Yeah, the crazies, the oldies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're uh, just talking about. Um, Stereotypes and you're all crazies, the oldies. Well, you th- <laughs> it's the retirement home. There are old get people. Up. I'm not saying. <laughs> you be get quiet. Out, get out there and talk to people, Steph. Except for the old. Except for the crazies and I the oldies. I didn't say I didn't want to talk to them. I just said that they're crazies and oldies. Sorry. You're such Love an you. ass. Since, we're, since we are talking about stereotyping, um, the both of you, Steve, you really don't know me that long stephanie's known me for a few years just based on my appearance alone what would you what would you think of me having not spoken to me at length what, what kind oh, of judgment sorry you're you asking her about about <laughs> me it's just a social experiment i just want to see what you think um i don't know i think that you'd like i i don't know that i would necessarily think anything i would just look mm-hmm. at you like a normal dude mm-hmm. um I don't think you have crazy eyes or anything, so that's good. <laughs> so we're crazy. Yeah, like there's nothing, there's nothing startling about you that that's would make me feel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good. So this is working. All right, right. <laughs> this, is, this is really working. Um, no, but I'm a I'm a generally friendly person, and I don't, you know, like if I saw you, I I wouldn't. I don't know that I would think. Don't take this the wrong way. I don't know that I would think much about it mm-hmm. until speaking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty nondescript. Yeah. Okay. Like, if I had to identify you in a lineup, not going to happen. Okay. If I had never spoken to you and I just happened to see you somewhere. <laughs> like, I just, you know, um, but no, I, I wouldn't necessarily draw any mm-hmm. conclusions, and even I though don't I, think. I, even though I do know you, I would say, I'll pretend that I didn't, I would say, like, techie. Mm-hmm. Um, techie and just you're just saying that because you're surrounded by well, no, 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 but like, but like, um, well, so were we saying like if we didn't talk to you at all? Yeah, if you just, just by you like, just saw I would, I still would, I would probably say, oh, you, you know, something along those lines. But then plus going off your shirt too, because that's the Green Lantern. So I'd say, okay, he's probably along those lines of like, you know, not techie slash nerdy, mm-hmm. you know, something has an interest in those, you know, kinds of um, genres and that that would probably be the extent. Okay. The reason why I asked mm-hmm. I had an interesting run in a few years ago. I was walking down the street. I was walking from my condo to the convenience store and this guy ran a stop sign and almost hit me when I was on the sidewalk. So I said, what the fuck? Uh-huh. And the guy pursued me for five minutes, yelling at me, saying, I am going to shoot you, you fucking faggot. Are you serious? And just, kept just, just lobbing these gay slurs at me and threatening to shoot me. Oh, my God. And I was just like, this is interesting. So I just let it go because I was staying by the convenience store at that point with a camera right now. Right. So I'm just like, go ahead. let's right. see where this goes. Right, right. You, you fat slob with right. your five little Caesars pizzas in the back oh with God. your kid and your wife. <gasps> no. So I was just like, this is interesting. How what was the woman doing? Nothing. She was just like, she was just trying to look straight ahead, trying not to engage in any kind of oh social contract with me yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. So it was, just, it was interesting how this man drew these conclusions about me and how his rage mm-hmm. just built up. A, because I called him out on his 
is deadly driving. Right. And that I that he apparently I looked a certain way. No, not at all. <laughs> that an attitude had I had I had a full head of hair, and not looked so big, it probably would have just gone right by. Yeah, I, I think what the gener I think a lot of times what guys do, and I don't think it's so much that the the no hair or anything like that, because I don't think you look gay at all. <laughs> like now, let's say there's you have a, like... There's a large number of gay guys that think I do. Really? I get approached a lot. Huh. Yeah. Huh, I've really? been approached at restaurants and in public, <laughs> just at the store. Just guys, That's even hilarious. a server one time at a restaurant gave me his number and told me no. like, email him. Uh, it used to be Keith's, now it's something else out in Tampa. It's this long time game. I think, <laughs> well, okay, so two things. So one, I think the guy who was young, I think, I think a lot of guys default to racial or gay slurs mm. because they want to, they want That's to attack right. your masculine. Mm-hmm. Same thing with seeing a masculine, you know, woman mm-hmm. or, you know, a butch lesbian. It's the same thing where, okay, now I feel threatened. And then coming at you like that, they want to threaten your masculinity and your your ability to be a man. Well, that's what guys do. Like you know, that's the quickest and like, easiest oh, thing dude, to do. You're, you know, dude, you're gay. Like right. they always say that. So I right. think it's just an extension. Right. And probably he wanted his pizza and he was mad and angry. <laughs> and he right. was pissed that the big gay man was keeping him from right. his five pizzas. Right. So I think I think that's that that's where I would sort of. That would be my best guess mm-hmm. with that because I and I've seen it before too. It's just the quickest thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like women, like straight, like you fucking slut. Like mm, no, not mm-hmm. really, but okay. Um, so I think people just sort of either just visually, maybe what what they are are gathering from your appearance, they want to find the quickest. Um, opposite factor of that mm-hmm. so yeah i don't see gay man at, at all at all but then so then and the second nope, point i was gonna leave not with my my 10 year old you are not you are not a gay man that's all i had to do was look at those shoes but then the second part to that is like guy i think gay men are much much more um what's the word i'm looking for i have no idea where you're going with this not pursuable but um much more apt to I'm looking for. Like pursue, pursue somebody. They, got, they may not have any fucking idea, but they're going to take a chance. They got game, right? <laughs> so and they're just taking a shot in the dark. But they're much more. Um, they're just much more likely to do that. Mm-hmm. What, they're gay, just more forward, right? I mean, they're gay like, women. Hey. Gay women aren't, and a lot of times, like women, like I wouldn't, mm-hmm. like if I was single and I was out, I wouldn't approach a girl. I probably wouldn't approach a girl regardless. But I wouldn't unless I knew no. No, I didn't. You approached, I said you would. You approached me that night, motherfucker. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we're not still recording, are we? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, just kidding. I was like, so... I hope this is censored. You're gonna have to bleep a lot of things. I know. F bomb dropper over but here. But I think gay men are much more likely to just take that shot in the dark. I, again, if I was single and I, unless I knew that girl over there was gay for sure, I would not try to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think gay men are just sort of like, okay, well, let's let's. I'll just take a shot in the dark, um, whether they're sure or not. Mm-hmm. But so that was my second point on that. There's an interesting um, stereotype that I remember from the '80s. It was the gay men were very flamboyant, mm-hmm. and gay women were predatory. Hmm. Where 
I don't think that's a thing. I'm just basing that. No, on but I've I never even hearing in one movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, so, I've never uh, heard that. I don't even know where that comes from. I really. What do you mean when you say predatory? Going after a straight woman or someone uh, who's suspected okay. to possibly be lesbian uh -huh. and some then pursuing girls, them hardcore. And yeah. some do, some do, but typically speaking, I think gay men are much more likely to do that. Mm -hmm. They are, and a lot of times, have much more confidence in that regard. But, um, I mean, I, I have a friend in particular that I'm thinking of who very much is like that and only dates straight girls. And, well, she's not now. Um, I'm not saying any names. <laughs> we on camera. Yeah. See how, this thing how, right do, how do lesbians date straight girls? That doesn't make Well, kind of, it's the sense. same thing where they would say they wouldn't really know and, and they're like, oh, I'm straight. And then they would just so still pursue. So undercover pursuing. lesbianism kind of? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> and they'll... A lot of a lot of women might you know befriend them and like oh we're just gonna be friends mm -hmm. you know that's sort of how my first girlfriend did, mm -hmm. maneuvered um, so and might try to like reel them in that way mm -hmm. um, it's, which I mean it's typically the the girls that are predators <laughs> I don't like that word though there but that, no that's but the term so, I'm used to hear no, I, I don't know have anything it, else to call it yeah I don't know what to call that no, either yeah. I didn't. Yeah, predators is definitely derogatory, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my friend, she just likes, she likes feminine women. And I think a lot um, of women like the challenge. A lot and of then, lesbians might like the challenge. You know, there's always, how many times, I mean, we're going to a birthday party tonight for one of, you know, my best straight girlfriends. And, um, you know, it, it's it's funny because... She told me, you know, a story about one time and when she was in college, you know, she messed around with some girl. So it's like, it's kind of the, a thing. Like, I was like, oh, everybody, you know, it seems straight women all have that one night in college story, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's just because it's much more accepted with women. Um, it's not, you know, if... If I was a straight woman and I messed around with another woman, nobody's going to give a shit. I mean, it's just, who cares? Men have the harder time. Men, they and do I... do that one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How often... I, I really haven't heard that story. I hear, hear it more from women than I do. I don't think I've ever heard a man tell me that story. It might be right. a masculinity thing where they don't want to admit that they right. messed around. Because oh, they totally. Don't, they don't want to get that. Yeah. Which well, I don't understand in this day and age anymore. I mean, if someone mm -hmm. called me gay, I don't care. Right. You can make that assumption about me. I don't... Right. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's funny. I just um, I started to read an article. I don't know where I saw it, but it was about how a woman could be bisexual and everybody's cool with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love not me personally, but the woman in the article said, you know, how she loves masculine men, but there's also times that she, you know, loves women. Mm -hmm. And she's she was writing it because of the double standard. That, you know, if one of the masculine men that she was dating were to ever say, oh, well, I also love the company of a man sometimes, that that's not accepted. Like, that's a deal breaker for a lot of women. It's okay for the girl to mess around with women and men, but as a straight woman dating a straight man, if he were to say, oh, well, I'm bisexual, that that's a deal breaker for a lot mm -hmm. of straight women, mm -hmm. which is true. 
Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. Well, is it a deal breaker for lesbians because then there's that additional competition, or they feel that they're not true, they're not true to the lifestyle if they're also pursuing men, or they also have that. Yeah, I think it's probably. I think it's frowned upon. Definitely not. I think it's frowned upon. Um. Because a lot of you know, lesbians will look at it as well. Which, again, makes no sense because anybody could leave you anyway, whether they go to another woman or a man. But I think they have that problem. It's that whole thing of, well, if you like men, that's something I can't give you. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, there's... There's ways. I, yeah, I mean, but it's not... No, I'm going to ask. It's not same same. <laughs> but it's not it's exactly not same the same. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so there is that whole, I think part that lesbians dating bisexual women might struggle with of, hey, well, if you like dudes too, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to give everything like that to you. I think so. there's more, it's much more frowned upon for a lesbian to then go back to men. Um, I have, I've had a friend before that, you know, everybody was giving her a very hard time where she, I mean, she was, you know, exclusively with women for years and years and years, and then she went back to men. And that, I think, a lot of lesbians frown upon, or there was much more of a stigma for that within the community than anything else. Now that you opened up that can of worms. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I have no shame. Um, Apparently, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> how trying to figure out how to phrase this. Yeah, just get it out. No, I, I want to phrase, oh, phrase it tactfully. How how do you keep the satisfaction level up when, I guess, the, the Congress is different since it's two women instead of a man and a woman? There's... You're saying, like, se- like sexual preferences? Yeah. How do, you, how do you keep everything still satisfactory for both of you? In that aspect of it. Well, it depends. <laughs> and, and, well, <laughs> and not so much for it. It it, vary, it varies lesbian by lesbian. Mm-hmm. Some lesbians want nothing to do with toys. Mm-hmm. Um, others do. Um, so it really sort of depends on what their preference is. But I mean, if there was a lesbian that, or, or two lesbians that started dating where one of them came from, maybe just recently dating men or something like that, I mean, you would probably have to use toys then at that point. So, I mean, that is what we're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm just making sure. I'm glad I worded it so, so bad that I got, <laughs> got kind of yeah. answers out. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> so I think, well, you use the word satisfaction, and if my mm-hmm. father ever sees this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to move. Um, no names are being used. Yeah. I'll actually, I, I won't even use names on the on the interview one. Yeah, that's probably good. One. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> so I travel in different circles than you people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Entertain if you want to know who that. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I guess when you use the word satisfaction, that when you said, "How do you keep the satisfaction up?" Are you were you saying that what, because it's two women that we wouldn't, we can't, I we couldn't satisfy the other person because we don't have all well, the working I mean, parts a, as a man? After a certain... That's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. But after a certain time, 
you kind of have to change things up anyway to keep things fresh. Right. And I don't know if that if the dynamics are the same between a man and a woman as they are between a woman and a woman or a man and a man. I don't know how well, that how for... sexual gratification is maintained in the same way it is in a straight relationship. I think it's same, same. You try out different positions. You try, you know, tchotchke little things or whatever. <laughs> but, but at the end, not tchotchke. I guess you were part of that one. I'm not like Chomsky's. Yeah, like, what are like, we talking about? Little figurines and little. I don't understand what we're doing. Not Chomsky. I didn't mean Chomsky, but I meant like little toys, <laughs> like little, like little toys or just different things or like, like a snow globe. <laughs> okay. <It's> cool. <laughs> Moving on. Just like any other relationship, you have to communicate. <laughs> suck. You have to keep communication open. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about communication. Like. I like that. I don't like that. Hey, I want to try this. Um, well, so it's really about any other, it's just like any other relationship. But in terms of like your question, you know, like keeping up or well, your question really. Keeping we ain't got to keep messing up. We happy. We happy. That's a perk right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? But I mean, I think it's just, you know, if you start, if things start, you know, if there's a lull mm-hmm. um, or anything like that, you have to speak up. You have to speak up, but with lesbians per se, I mean, it's just honestly like any other couple, like you might want to bring toys into it you might want to do, you know, role playing or something like that. It's just like any other couple. But I also think what, you know, a big part for me is, again, I, I keep getting stuck on the, um, how do you keep the satisfaction up almost, and I'm not sure if that's what you're implying, but saying that it couldn't be as satisfying as with a man. Um, See, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. So I don't know how. So I completely, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I completely disagree with that because mm-hmm. you know what? I have had sex with guys. Me too. Um, and for me, I can tell you that sex with women was is way more satisfactory than it ever was with a dude. And it's just much more intimate. Um, and I, it maybe go back to that likability or, or commonality thing of just being two women. Mm-hmm. Um, you sort of, not all the time, but inherently sort of know yeah, how to right. touch and, and what mm-hmm. they might like. Um, whereas guys, I don't know, they just, you know. Yeah, so, I mean. And, <laughs> with guys, it's probably just getting what they want out of it and then right. the secondary kind of thing. Right, okay. right. And it's not, again, not every guy is like right. that, but. I'll tell you, you know, that's a common. Right, thing, exactly. I'll you, I'll I'll, I know. But, you know, it's it's just not as connected, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so that's where I think as far as, you know, if there's if there's a a the thought if the thought is because it's two women or two men that our sex lives aren't as satisfying as a straight couple, I think that's mm-hmm. highly yeah. false. Right. Um because like I said, I, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a man hater by any means. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, the guys that I dated and, you know, had sex with, you know, I cared for them, whatever. Um, but it still wasn't as good as. <laughs> You're so, so cute. Yeah. She's just trying to get brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's true. That's... I mean, in, in... I mean, not to get too much into it, but I mean, we don't use yeah. toys. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, there's not that need, mm-hmm. but, um, I was going to do something that I'm glad I didn't. 
Well, okay. I was just going to make a gesture, but we're not. No, we're not doing any gestures. So, <laughs> but again, I, I, yeah. no, 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 we're not going down that road. <laughs> I don't want to have to make it an adult only. <laughs> exactly. No. But yeah, there's just, it's, it's really, it's same, same, you know, where a straight couple, oh, I don't, you know, if I want to spice it up in any certain way, I can spice it up. Um, but well, it it's, goes, it goes back to, I think we're lesbians. We're attracted to women. That's right, who we for look a at. reason. So, um, so that's what we like. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. just like with straight couples. Yeah. You know, I mean, the straight woman, Love balls. I don't love balls. <laughs> so I, you know, I think that's why if you are gay or lesbian, of course, it's going to be better with your partner because that's what you're into. That's right. what you're attracted to. It's not about parts, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, yeah. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> and then you open up another can of right? Oh, good. Ah, yes. Well, it's... Because feminine or the feminist movement's kind of a really hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. On social media, it blows up, and I kind of have to live on social media, so I see, see a lot of that and get a lot of hate just be, for being a man. Mm. Why is it that are, there are some some lesbians that avidly hate men? We're, I honestly could not tell you because we're not we're not one mm-hmm. of them, and we don't really know we don't have any friends or know anybody that are like avid man haters. I don't know where or why that stems from, and I th- I just think it's ridiculous because that's the same same thing as somebody yeah. being an avid woman hater, or like you know, or very misogynist. Mis- what's the word? Misogynistic. misogynistic. Thank you. I cannot. <laughs> I can never say it. I can type it, but I can't say it. Um, some you know somebody along those those lines. I mean, it's same same. It's you're just on the the opposite side now. So I don't agree with it. Um, I think yeah. it's it's ridiculous, and you know they might have some prejudices um, against men for whatever reason, but um, to be just an avid man hater, I just it's not. Yeah, cool. I mean, and, and there is definitely a difference between being a man hater and being a feminist. Mm-hmm. You can be a feminist all day long without being a man hater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely seen throughout my gay years. Because, you know, I've been around for a while in the gay community. Um, so, but I do know that, you know, I've seen situations where, you know, not so much with me, um, but other friends. Because, again, I'm not, and it's mostly the, the people that are the man-haters are typically the more masculine lesbians. And I think that, you know, because I've seen some situations where... Some uh, a masculine lesbian can be sitting there with her girlfriend, and a, a dude comes up and starts talking to the girlfriend, and it's that whole "oh well, you just haven't had the right man" mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's disrespecting their relationship. So if that, ha- yeah, I could see where people would be like, "Oh, come on." Right. I mean, and there have been times where, you know, again, even because I used to have long hair and looked a little more girly. So, I mean, there there were times that, you know, I'm sitting there with somebody and a guy would come up and just feel like it's, and it was the feeling of, um, you know, they would just come up and just interrupt and sit down. And I'm like, they, why? They're like they're entitled. Yeah, like they're entitled to sit there and talk. Just because it's two girls or three girls sitting here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean, and so I think that sometimes when, 
men do that. And again, I think that that's how a lot of men are raised is, hey, you're the man, go get what you want. You know, if you see a girl, you got to make the first move. So if you have a group of girls that may not look like lesbians, you Mm -hmm. may not know, but some do, some are very obvious. And again, there's that disrespect of the relationship. I think that can leave a bad taste in, in, um, some some people, some women's, mm -hmm mouths because you know and even it's like, if they're hey. not lesbian too i mean they're before i i you know ever came out and i'd just be out with you know my girlfriends you know my friends and they'd just come up and like i don't want to talk to you like what makes you think that you can just come up and interrupt my conversation and so even you know lesbian or not i think you know lesbians and straight women are both very obviously capable of being man haters but i think a lot of it might stem from that Um, but again, some experiences with, you know, some bad apples, even if it's a handful, doesn't mean mean, that you should hate every man. Mm -hmm. So just like you shouldn't hate every black person or every gay person or every Muslim or anything like that. So, um, I think people need to sort of obviously separate themselves from that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, like I said, I mean, we don't, one of my, I call him my soulmate. He was my roommate before he moved, you know, before she moved in. And, you know, absolutely adore him. That's why he's my soulmate. You know, I mean, so I just think it's, if anybody just is a man-hater, and granted there are, it's just, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. they're perpetuating the same thing that they're getting mad at other people for doing to them. Right. They're, they're hypocrites. Uh, as far as, quote-unquote, gender roles, I don't want to use that word, but I kind of have to. I'm the daddy. In, in a, <laughs> oh, my God. In a, in a, in a lesbian <laughs> relationship, how are those those traditional, what people consider traditional roles, filled within a lesbian relationship? How how are they split up? What a man would typically do with a woman? I, I think, again, it's relationship by relationship. And, I mean, I don't really like to use the the traditional, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I, and I get it. I, I know I what you're trying bugs. to get at. Yeah, she does. She does. I mow the and grass. And she, yeah, you do that too. So, I mean, there are some things, but it's funny because emotionally speaking, oh, yeah. she's the, she's the girl. I'm the more sensitive She's one. crying. And I'm like, why the fuck are you crying? So, you know, it's where it's like, it's, it's funny because it just, there's a lot of things that she does that are typically the, the husband roles. And then there's a lot of things that I do that are typically the wife roles. But, I mean, we don't put labels on them, really. Um, it's just our personalities. It's what yeah. comes naturally to us. I mean, I'll be honest. She's the most feminine girl I've ever been with. Um, I typically date people like me, tweeners, athletic, sporty girls that, you know, so there wasn't as much of a... it it wasn't as defined as like maybe it is now, but cause I dated other people that mowed grass or did whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is, she's, this is probably the relationship that has that defined, mostly the most defined. Yeah. The mm-hmm. most defined with actually, okay. But yeah, I think there's really still, do. but I've known, you know, lesbian couples and they're both butch, um, or, you know, more masculine and, um, you know, you know, you, the one, is more the the wife role and the other one's more like the husband, but they look the same. So it's not just about, you know, the way, you know, the couple looks. It's just, it really just boils down yeah, to their personalities then... and what they're willing to do. I'm not willing to kill spiders. She is. So I'm not willing to mow the grass. It's just not me. But, and she's also not willing to bake. 
you know, it's not her thing. I love to bake. So that's not true. I was willing to bake, and then I blew up a Pyrex in a million <laughs> little pieces all over my kitchen. So it's just so, not yeah. safe. <laughs> so it's not that I'm not willing. Right. And but you know, yeah. I mean, she's she does that stuff. But it is true. I'm the more emotional, sensitive one. I mean, mm -hmm. while I'm mowing the grass, I'm probably listening to Karen Carpenter or Backstreet Boys <laughs> and crying. This, you know? is, this is my girlfriend. So, but yeah, I would say what I would tell people is yes, there, there are, you know, gender roles. I think in every relationship, even, you know, straight relationships, there's a, a lot of women that do the male things. Um, so it really just boils down to people's personalities. I would say what I would tell people is when you look at, you know, a gay or lesbian couple, don't assume just based on how they look that they might do or have certain roles. Yeah. You know? I mean, I grew up my, my, I'm an only child. So my mom and dad, um, we were all messed up because my dad did all the cooking also fixed the cars and did everything. You know, he did laundry. My mom, she's domestically challenged. She didn't know how to cook. You know, I mean, if it, dinner was up to her, she's like, cool, we're eating this brownie batter, you know? So for me, I've never really, because I, that's not what I saw growing up. I saw mm -hmm. my dad in the kitchen. I saw my dad in the garage. Mm -hmm. I saw my mom, you know, doing whatever she did. <laughs> She was the jokester of the family. I think that was her role. Yeah. So, you know, she was the social butterfly. So it was very much, you know, it was, for me, I don't, I mean, the gender roles were all fucked up from the beginning. So, <laughs> uh, How do you feel you both have complimented each other as far as how your relationship's grown? Well, <laughs> I'll let you go first. Um, so how do I compliment her? Yeah. Or, no, or how, well, how do, how do I compliment that, her? In this relationship, how do you compliment each other? So if you're going to answer, then it would be, so how do I compliment you? And then I'll say how you compliment me. Oh, I like the other way better when I was saying how I complimented you. Or okay. that. Um, so, no, I think uh, she compliments me is, um, well, in a lot of ways. Again, you know, I am emotional, so I've had to reel that in a little bit and just kind of figure out different ways to process my emotions, um, which is challenging. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, but it's been good for me to do that. Um, I also think that just given our, just our relationship with, you know, we both travel for work. So being with her, has made me with our schedules. I mean, you know, it's not easy being apart. We've had to to deal with some of that. So I I think it's just she keeps me a little more grounded because I can be a little all over the place, you know, and and kind of scattered and all of that. <laughs> but she stuff. she grounds me in the same way to where um I'm not as emotional, so she's um she she grounds me and I'd like to spend a lot of money. Sometimes I like to shop <laughs> So she grounds me in that way and it's nice to it's nice to build a life with somebody. Um I need to build a I, closet because of all her shopping. Hush it. But I I she has forced me to, you know, look inwards a little bit more, um, and not be so shut off. 
um, after, you know, the past few years of drama and all that, you know, and bad decisions, it's nice to build a life with somebody again and, and, and um, really be open to somebody emotionally again, which it's been a road, it's been a long road, but she, but she, I, 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 as, as much of a struggle as it's been, it's nice to, you know, come from all that and be with somebody who makes you feel comfortable and make, makes you feel that, um, you know, it's okay and not, and to bring down the walls. And I'm entertaining. And she's very entertaining. I have some really good dance moves. <laughs> she is she is quite the jokester herself, so it's nice. I mean, I'm not, I'm very serious, and I'm very OCD and, you know, regimented. And so it's nice to also, at the same time, be with this jokester who brings out, you know, some more of my funny side. Even though it's not as funny as her, I have potential, which I've seen. <laughs> Thanks to her. So... I think that does it. That was, yeah, that was fantastic. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Good.